Waiting for Seconds is a podcast that talks about subjects of self-harm, suicide, eating disorders, and other personal subjects. If you don't feel comfortable listening to this podcast alone, listen to it with someone important to you. May that be a teacher, a parent figure, or someone you feel comfortable being with. Please enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome to our 10th episode of Waiting for Seconds, the interview podcast where we meet people and ask them who they are and why they are. I'm Malcolm Outkelt, and I'm here with Shannon Miller, and today I'll be talking with none other than Shannon Miller. Uh, Shannon, how you doing? I'm alright. I'm a little tired. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon when we're recording this. 3 o'clock mm-hmm. your time, but I'm excited. We... This is a big step. Ten episodes. Yeah. yeah, and it's good to come back around to the beginning, do another episode that's just the two of us talking more personally and more specifically about the podcast than, you know, kind of our general mini topics that we cover with other people. I mean, after ten episodes, I after like listening back to the first episode just a little bit, my mm-hmm. first thing I say on this podcast is, Sup buddy. I'm like, ugh, yuck, gross. So it's kind of nice to like finally get settled in a little bit, and Mm -hmm. just now we're gonna just talk about like how this podcast has kind of molded us and shaped us just a little bit over what I'm pretty sure we started this in like October last year. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. I think that our first recording was late October. Oh, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy, for real. It's, it's kind April. of amazing what it's done already. I mean, <clears throat> like, obviously, we're not world famous, but I've had a lot of fun with it, and I think we've talked to some really interesting people. Yeah, I mean, like, talking with uh, Aaron and, mm. uh, like, my own brother, you, I just kind of learned different things, new things. And maybe even just re-enhanced some things mm-hmm. that I was maybe unsure about or, you know. But uh, before we take off into whatever happens in this episode, I want to thank everybody who's listened. Uh, we've kind of grown a little bit. I think we get, we're like at around somewhere in the 300s of views and I'm pretty proud of that, and I'm very grateful that people have actually taken the time out of their day to listen to our podcast. But um, yeah, It's really cool, and thank you one and all for <clears throat> taking even a couple of minutes to listen. It's really cool of you. Yeah, I, I think it's, like we said in the first episode, it's important to let our minds be opened a little bit to the idea of like other ideas and maybe our single-minded way is not the only way so it's it was refreshing over time to understand you know more people but yeah it was really cool to talk to some of the people who like 
I mean, I like to think of myself as a relatively open person to new, you know, open to new ideas, but like Mr. Underhill, Joe Underhill, I found him. I think that if we met on the street, we'd be perfectly fine friends, but I think we differ very heavily politically and ideology, ideology, ideologically. Yes, that one. Thank you. I no um, ideal. Anyways, no, you got it yeah. right. Ideologically, yeah. ideologically, Mo- you can no. cut this out, please. I don't think I will. Ah, fuck. Um, uh, yeah. But I think that being able to actually sit down and talk with him, I came to understand where some of those ideas were formed from, and realized that like they're not baseless, you know, bad without thought behind them. And he really is a good person, even if, you know, he believes things that I think are nonsense. Right. It doesn't really matter because he's a good person and he cares for the people who he surrounds himself with. That's all that really matters. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it's kind of nice to hear like more of his, uh, ideology i think that's the word you were looking for uh yeah yeah because like i've known him throughout my entire high school like life Mm -hmm. and he's just been a big impact and to hear maybe a broader um like description because how he was describing things just were like brought me back into a place of uh almost calm like I, I felt really calm when i was talking to him because it was just the same person who was very strong and and like who he wanted to be and he's a he's a good parent a good uh like christian role model mm-hmm. and it it was just i miss him well i'd love to talk a little bit more about him at a later point podcast if that works for you yeah Uh, that works i was thinking we'd start uh by touching back on uh some of the questions we asked in episode one and how we might have changed or how our opinions might have changed since then yeah uh sound good yeah that works buddy um Um, i'll i'm gonna hit you with the first one uh okay you talked about like sitting out in the cold when or uh, like in the in your backyard when to manage stress mm-hmm. has that changed have you developed new ways of managing your stress or so i mean i still like i still theoretically like doing that yeah um but i haven't really done that since we last talked mostly because it's been winter and recently becoming <laughs> spring so sitting outside is really, really cold. And our little chair that I have out there that I really like, uh, it is falling apart a little bit. Oh. Yeah, I know. So in like, like the last time I really had a, I don't know, existential crisis might not be the best word for it, but a real like self-check-in and take time to think about my actions and realize that I might not have been acting in a way that I like to. That is what I did. I went and sat out there and 
took time to myself mm. and looked up at the stars. And it was really nice. It was really centering. Has it changed since the start of the podcast? Like, um, any other new ways? or? I think that the only other real uh, new way is that I've been doing a lot of dishes around the house. Uh, both of my parents, uh, I think since the podcast have started, yeah. uh, have gotten on like 40-hour schedules. So they're constantly working. And so I've been trying to do a lot of dishes, and I've gotten to a point where I can get into a almost meditative state when I do that, mm-hmm. uh, where I just focus on dishes, think about what's going on, and kind of zone out, mm. um, which maybe isn't, like, it, ultimately it's a productive way to do that, like, to, to manage my stress, but it's maybe not the most reliable way. Because sometimes I do dishes and I'm doing dishes and I think about how I'm doing dishes and that sucks. <laughs> I mean, I don't love dishes, but sometimes you just get into a zone and, and mm-hmm. your mind can take off and you're still doing dishes. Yeah. So that's the only real like new way that I've found to manage my stress. Gotcha. How about you? Are you still doing the same things you were talking about last time, or anything I, new, interesting? I, for the life of me, cannot remember what I said last time. Uh, that was October, November. But I'm pretty sure uh, it has changed. I mean, you know I do Muay Thai, and, and uh-huh. uh, I punch things well. Um, it's more... I think more running has has helped me mm-hmm. like after a hard days of work cuz I mean the new job is not hard per se um but it it does have its stressful moments cuz mm-hmm. I mean like when we're sit so, uh I'm a hoistman. I haven't I don't know if I've mentioned that on the podcast. I'm a hoistman just like my brother and when we're doing like shaft inspection which means going from the top of this elevator shaft to the bottom, it can be a little tedious and a little frustrating um, if somebody gives you the wrong bell or something. So on those days, it's super easy for me to just get home and just be in a funk. And so Mm -hmm. I just put on my shoes, uh, maybe grab my headphones, and start playing some music and go for a little run. And usually by the time I get back, I'm no longer thinking about those things. I'm thinking about, man, that run sucked. <laughs> so it's usually just easier to to exercise or uh, do something that is maybe stressful towards my body. And I'm like, ah, what a... There's... A very loud motorcycle upside my window. I could hear it, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was picked up. Um, It's just easier to like, just start sweating, and then it, all the bad things come off of my mind. I just, I run significantly more than I did prior, and even in the wintertime, you put on, like, an ice cleat of some sort, and you just kind of go, and the cold air makes it a lot nicer. Well, that's a really, I mean, 
a very nice, healthy way to like, maybe not mentally the best if you're kind of suffering through it, but physically very, very productive. Yeah, and I well, it does. It just takes my mind off of the uh-huh. the stress of that day or mm-hmm. or the previous day. It just makes it easier. That's a very good way to deal with stress. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I don't think I'm like significantly more stressed now, mm-hmm. just because of all the new. Uh, running and maybe some different mechanisms. I I think my stress since the start of this podcast has actually significantly gone down with I think I was worried about money and mm-hmm. um, my car. That's also something that changed oh, yeah. is I got my new car and, and the, the truck uh, was sold and taken care of and just all my stress has been slowly reduced and it's, it's, it's good. It's healthy. And I'm, and I'm glad that that's kind of a change from the beginning of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad that you've got a new car. That's a very nice, uh, stress remover. Yeah. It, it's a lot better because I, I would like to have a vehicle that I can get to work with and trust. Mm-hmm. But has most of your stress come down since since the start um i think that to some extent it has come down to some extent it has gone up which is a very unhelpful way of putting it i understand but uh what that is to say is that i have found ways to deal with it really well yeah Um, but i don't really like i feel like i've gotten more stressed in life uh i mean i'm i'm trying to look for a job and like that is really not a thing that I enjoy. No, I don't think um, anybody enjoys it. But I found good ways to deal with it, and in my personal life, found ways that I calm myself down and also simply removed some stressors from my life, too. That's good. I didn't know you were looking for a job, buddy. Yeah. It's a bad time, truly. <laughs> yeah. But it's not snowing down there anymore, yeah? No, it's not. Well, I mean, it's it's Denver. It's going to snow in the next couple of weeks. It snowed a week ago or two. week ago? That sounds about right. Um, but at this point, it's hot enough that the snow melts by the next day. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, the other question that came up um, yeah. several times throughout the podcast, and we talked about it at the beginning is optimism or pessimism what is what is your hot take now um in truth my hot take is probably about the same as it was in the beginning uh, i don't remember exactly what i said but i think i stand somewhere in between generally uh which in hindsight thinking about most of the people we've talked to isn't really that hot of a take Uh, A lot of people seem to have that view of, like, it neither is really that right. So I'm somewhere in between. I see optimism on this side and pessimism on this side. Um, I think, personally, I generally consider myself an optimist. 
but like globally and on a larger scale, I would consider myself a pessimist. But I think it's unfair to say that I am universally one or the other. Yeah. I mean, it, it just seems like, like according to the guests that we had on, that nobody uh-huh. ever was really like one or the other. Uh-huh. They they always stayed somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I know most people said they were like a realist. Uh-huh. But I also feel like that falls under pessimism. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of a cool, because I definitely came into the assumption that that question, are you an optimist or pessimist, would have a lot of people who are very staunchly like, I am an optimist and this is why. I am a pessimist and this is why. But really, it was never like that. It was a lot of people saying, I'm somewhere in between, or I believe something entirely different. I don't think those words even apply to me. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, to get somebody else's, like, kind of gray opinion, and it's not black and white, it's uh-huh. it's nice, and it feels like people kind of share that same thinking. What about you? I assume you have a similar uh, gray yeah, I well, I'm pretty sure when I first started, uh, I was more, I want to say, pessimistic, but it wasn't like, I just didn't know the gray area. I, I kind of forced myself to not be on the fence. I just mm-hmm. had to be one or the other, mm-hmm. but now it's more, I'm like, I'm okay with, like, the idea of, uh being a little on the grayer side like there's certain situations that i can be more optimistic about or i have to f- almost force myself to be optimistic mm-hmm. about um but there are moments where like like winter in general i had i had to face the facts of like it's going to snow there's nothing i can do about it i it, it's going to happen, so I'm just going to have to deal with it. I'm going to have to work around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's where, like, the realism comes by. But I guess it it, it depended on the, the situation. Um, like, like my car, I, I, I was... Uh, it took me a lot of time to try and figure out how much money I was willing to spend. And then... In the end, it was all okay, but during it, I kind of had to think, like, where, where am I, where am I gonna go? Like, is this gonna be an okay choice in general? I, I just kind of had to keep thinking about everything, be a little bit more real, and consider disappointment. Mm-hmm. It, it, like I said, it it goes depending on the situation. Yeah, and I think I, that uh, I feel a lot more comfortable with answers like that than I think I used to at the beginning of our podcast. I did too. I did I've heard too. so many, so many of those answers. That's everybody feels like that. It, it's, it's just nobody's like, I, the same. Uh huh. Nobody's the same, and I think very few people really fall into purely optimist or purely pessimist. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah. Which I think is really cool. I really like that about humanity. Yeah. And and kind of going, like, stretching a little bit from that. Mm-hmm. Religion. Religion kind of uh-huh. fell under that gray category that everybody is not really black or white. And especially, like, last episode, Austin with, what did he have? He He's an atheist. His uh-huh. dad's a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. His mom's dad's a Catholic. Buddhist. Yeah. Sister is... I want to say... I want to say he said. Yeah. Which is a good term. I don't exactly what the term he used for it was. But, like, most of the guests uh, are in this kind of... They're not... I wouldn't say a gray area, but a lot of them are super open to the fact of other religions. Mm-hmm. Like, being a okay of, with... Go ahead. A, a lot of people have very personalized religion for them. Um, Joe Underhill, who I brought up earlier... Uh, talked a lot about how his religion, like, he follows the church, like a lot of people, but doesn't just see it purely like, like, has a more personal relationship with God than just the church. He is personally committed to God and has had personal spiritual uh, events happening with him. Which is really cool. Yeah, uh, and I mean, going go uh, like with Adam, uh, uh-huh. he has he's got this uh, a very uh, what's the word? It's like math based. Yes. Uh, he kind of has to he he looks at the world of Christianity in a more scientific way uh he is very much like me in that he's not a super big fan of the church and uh like the the place um Uh there's i'm missing my terms today but he also has that that very significant relationship with god but he also has to look he likes to look at Christianity through science and Uh like he considers evolution to be a very big possibility to the creation of man and like kind of almost balances that with the Bible. Takes these two ideas that a lot of people see as opposites and merges them into a personal belief system, which is very real. Right. Very like very reasonable. Right. He doesn't just like look at the Bible as fact is fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to. He has to kind of give it, give it some time, give it some thought, read some other books, and maybe come back to it. Uh-huh. Which, which I appreciate, and I think from the beginning of like the podcast, I have definitely tried to be a little bit more open minded with maybe other religions um have that same like thought like whoa 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 let's take a look at something uh and let's come back to this Mm -hmm. um like for example muay thai a lot of people are traditional i am not super traditional with it where they where they uh they have a lot of respect for 
like the mats before they go on them and train. I still respect the mats, but it's in my own way. It's more of a respect to the teacher and to the the people who have like brought us together. Uh-huh. But it I don't I don't take it from the like the Thailand what do what do they know? What sorry, what not what do they know? What is their religion? Uh, so yes, uh, Thailand is ninety five percent Buddhist, eighty five to ninety five percent Buddhist, and five to ten percent Muslim. So yeah, Buddhist. Okay, I I've definitely opened my mind a lot more to the idea of being okay with other traditions in different religions. I mm-hmm. I'm used to be very one with the church and like to go every like Saturday whenever church was available. But now I haven't gone to church in almost three years and it's, it's just, it's changed me and hearing from each individual person, they take pieces and of different religions and kind of live their life with that. Now Uh they still might fall under one or the other, like Adam and and Underhill are, are more Christian. They still believe in, in God, but they 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 don't have just one like straight narrow path that they have to take. They, they still can't. believe in God in that like the Christian or a lot of people believe in the Christian and Catholic God for that, but they don't just believe in that. They often take little bits and pieces from other stuff and from their personal experience and incorporate that into their understanding of God. Right. And how to live their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's a really, like, impressive, innovative thing that we as humans can do, that we find these systems and customize them to be so personal and so close to us. Mm. And that's really uh, beautiful in my mind. I feel like you've definitely changed with your view on religion since the beginning because i i've i've known you for quite a long time now two three four years four sounds about right four sounds about right and you used to be more just science 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 but now it seems like you're you've opened your like you you're you're a little bit more relaxed i feel like um on just the idea and the concept of religion not not maybe one specific religion i'm pretty sure you're still an atheist that hasn't changed but like so, maybe how you live yeah i'm gonna let you explain so i generally consider myself agnostic which is to say that i don't uh have good proof of a god or a creationism myth mm-hmm. uh, but believe that there is no true way to disprove it either that we can't prove God exists, but simultaneously I cannot prove God does not exist. And as such, I will not use either of those as a way to live my life. Uh, The existence of God is unimportant to me because one way or another, I live my life just the same. Um, But I think that I definitely have come into more of like a, the idea of religion is a, amazing thing that people have done and it is not 
it is definitely not, in many cases, a negative for society. I mean, obviously, there's going to be terrible people who do terrible things. Uh, and organized religion may very well encourage some of those things or protect, you know, priests who do terrible things. But it is not necessarily a negative, And a lot of people find ways to personalize it to make it purely a positive. Hmm. Uh, you probably don't, I, I don't think I've shared this with many people, but, uh, seven or eight years ago, I'd say, eh, maybe a little bit later though. I think it was probably 13 or 14. So yeah. six or seven years ago, uh, I went through a period of being very, this was when a lot of the, uh, feminism like feminism and anti-feminism was on the rise mm -hmm. uh, and there were a lot of like youtube influencers who really loved to talk about it and talk about like drama content of it like uh did you ever watch leafy is here i did not but i know a, a good portion of it yeah i fucking loved that guy really uh, yeah I never thought For you would uh, all yeah. of like four months. It was like uh, that I could get, I would take every bit of that content that I could. Um, and that included becoming like for a period, very anti theist, I would call it very like religion is innately bad and only harm society. Religious people are bad. And Luckily, thankfully, my uh, parents and my aunt and uncle pointed out that that was a deeply flawed worldview <laughs> and, like, effectively kicked me out of it and told me, like, this is a weird and uncaring, unhelpful, disrespectful way to live life and to view people. And, I, I mean, I, I thank... Uh, everyone, you know, I thank God. I say that, but obviously <laughs> I don't really believe in that. Right. Um, that that was not something that I allowed to influence me for more time than it did. Hmm. That's something that is definitely something new I learned about you. Yeah, that's I, something I don't I don't tell a lot of people because I'm not very proud of. Uh yeah. Because it's it's really like one of the low points that I view my life is Becoming against a lot of being a hater of humanity and of people in and of themselves. Yeah, I I think I can definitely agree. Um, in the case of like trying to avoid hating people, like mm -hmm. everybody does bad things. Some would be put on a scale. And it's a lot more shitty, but people are still people, mm -hmm. and there's there what they do and what they what they think and what they believe in is kind of important to understand and there are some things that are unforgivable, but those things should not be things innate to people or yes. simple beliefs that someone has right The only because... things that are really unforgivable are their actions. go ahead right. Uh, because like, like we see in, in the media all the time that like 
Islam is is bad or mm-hmm. Judaism is bad for for one reason or another and like it's not it's not the religion that's bad it's the it's the people that uh-huh. have have changed it for the worst yeah they they give this this bad stereotype one way or another the religion in and of itself is not innately bad because a belief system may be flawed but cannot really i mean i guess i shouldn't make blanket assumptions about full any group because obviously there are belief systems that can be fundamentally bad yeah but there's very few of those that are actually consistently followed by any substantial group of people yeah Wow, that uh, yeah, man. that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, well, I'd love to actually ask you the final, like one of our big through lines on the podcast, uh, that we ha- talked about in the first episode. I think we talked about it in almost every other episode too. <clears throat> that's a, that's a pretty common. Nurture. It's definitely a common theme. It's a very common theme. Uh, nature versus nurture. Uh, we've heard some very good opinions on it, uh, including our. Uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure Austin had the most impacting opinion for me. Yeah, I Not think my... that's probably the, true of me as well. The walking, talking, and like uh, Star Wars Encyclopedia, Austin. Uh, the last episode, he had a good take, and and most of the time, I've heard. People say nurture because it's the mm. people you surround yourself with. But he had a good take of w- the same thing as like that gray area. You can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. You can't. And and I I even though that was a couple weeks ago, I I still kind of think of, think on it. Like yeah, your genetics um kind of make you who you are they they mm. changed your like physical but it's it's that balance of like what choices you make in your nature versus who you've surrounded yourself with how they react to those choices it it it's that balance that I just appreciated so much. Um, I think I think we took about the exact same thing out of that then. Because uh, I, at the beginning of this, almost without a doubt said nurture. Yeah. Full-heartedly. Full-heartedly. But I think that I have changed that to, it is absurd to think of one without the other. They cannot exist without each other. So what matters more? Yeah, they both do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, they both I, def- matter more. I think we'll probably learn more about it through our other guests and maybe mm. see because we haven't had a whole lot of nature people. I no, don't... we haven't. I want to see if maybe we can target more nature people in the future. Yeah. But like, oh, it was such a good take and I, mm. I'm still kind of thinking about it. Well, uh, with that, I think we both have uh, basically the same opinion about that. Um, I'd love to ask some of the questions that have been asked 
Uh, after every episode, we ask our guests if they have any questions they'd like to see in future episodes. And I think this is a good point to go through what people have added and talk with one another about it. Um, so just to start from the top, uh, one of our first guest added questions is, uh, what's your favorite video game? Uh, and why? And do you have any possible stories or life experiences that have formed from it? Ooh. Um. Hmm. I'd be happy mm -hmm. to take this one first. Yeah, take away. I gotta think about this for a second. So, I probably have two favorite video games. Um, a, like, nostalgic favorite, and a, like, real love and quality favorite. So, my nostalgic favorite, no questions asked, Age of Empires 2. Aw, that's a good one. I played it unceasingly as a kid uh, because it was on my parents' computer and they showed me how to play it so I played it. Um, And I have so many fond memories of it Good that game. just are it's such a fun, simple game that like, even now despite not having played it since you know, last year, I have it installed because it's a good game and I might want to play it one day. Uh, And then a like Modern day, the game that I've played that I really feel like has hit me the hardest, uh, probably Yuppie Psycho. Hey, okay. Yuppie Psycho is a uh, psychological horror game uh, about a young man trying to progress his way through a strange demonic company, uh, and it's a really like. Visually beautiful, but also terrifying and really cool game uh, that I spent, I mean, probably only 20 hours or so with, but sticks in my mind to this day. Hmm. Um, and I thoroughly recommend it. I mean, it's probably 15 bucks on Steam. It's a very good game. I'm, well, I'm now your time has come. I'm looking it up. Hold on, give me a uh, second. You have it in your library. What? I bought it for you? You Oh I you did! <gasps> <laughs> you did! That's right. This game. Um Age of Ah, oh, Age of Empires is such a good choice. I know <laughs> I know I could have the same game, but You could have the same game. Age no, of Empires is a great you already, game. You already know what my favorite game is. What's your favorite game? I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna let you guess. It's not that hard. Uh I mean Last of Us Two you just played recently? No. No? No. It uh, it's also not Last of Us Two. Wait, didn't you play? Oh, is it Last of Us Part Two? It's is that Last of Us? Called? It's the first one. It's the first one. But that's not oh, the game that the I'm talking one. about. It's that's a great game though. But no. So the, uh, yeah, I, I'll have to make you tell me about that at a later date. Um. Oh, it's, you know what? The easy guess is it Skyrim? No. No. no! All right. It's what's Minecraft. Oh yeah, that I played. Yeah, I've played a lot of hours of Minecraft. I didn't even think about Minecraft. I know. Well, it's, it's not even on game. your. It's not even on your radar. No, I, mean, I, I haven't played Minecraft in so long. Like I should play more. Minecraft. 
it I mean it's still it's still a pretty great game. It, it is it's a pretty, de- pretty game. It depends on what you want out of it. A lot of people just use it to spend more time with their friends, which mm-hmm. it's not super easy to do sometimes, but uh I've played Minecraft since like the beginning, since like the Nether yeah. came out. <laughs> the Halloween of the release of horses. Oh, the release of horses and like the redstone update. I remember oh, yeah. it was took us a very long time to actually buy the game. Like my parents weren't <laughs> weren't poor, but they weren't willing to buy a silly video game unless uh-huh. it was especially like computer video games, because that wasn't really a thing yeah. still. Yeah. Um I have a lot of fond memories. I I met this guy on the server with my buddy uh, Dusty, who I've played a lot of Minecraft with. Um, he had, I I'm pretty sure he worked in Google, but he was like he was like 30. I had to have been like 11. He was an older man, <laughs> and we only knew him via somebody who was at Sunset Lake. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, anyways, like, there's so many things that I can think of right now about, like, Minecraft and, and all of the, the shared connections I know through Minecraft. Like, the, our, our friend Val, I met through Minecraft. You, you, we played, like, Super Smash Brothers, but the Minecraft one. (laughs) <laughs> god on that server that had absolutely no players on it oh no uh, but it was it was a banger of the time and it was like, how my my friendship with my buddy dusty grew was through minecraft because he had moved to japan which was like 14 hours ahead wow uh, like for time timestamp time Time zone. Time zone. Time zone. Um, and then, like, when he was also in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how, like, him and I became best friends. And it's it's just... Minecraft has brought so many people in my life, like, together to hang out with me. And, like, me to hang out with them. And it's just... Mm-hmm. Mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, a game for, a, like, it being a game, though... Uh, I mean, I could, I've played a lot of Terraria. I guess my favorite game, just for it being a game, was Gris. The game you introduced me to. Gris is a beautiful game. It was not, it didn't have much of a story. Like, it had its own story, and you kind of had to take, like, each bit and piece and and just kind of let it consume Uh you yeah um and it was it was just like artistically pleasing the music was good and like just the simple uh like things you had to do like Mm -hmm. there yeah there was levels but I think I may have died like once or twice and then the game's only like a couple hours long like you could beat it no problem it's just a a beautiful experience yes it's that really like is video games art yeah because games like this exist 
the other game that I I think is actually up there with Gris <laughs> is that paperclip game <laughs> that I recently played. Incremental paperclips. Oh, I'm gonna put that link down in the description. Um, universal uh, paperclips. Universal paperclips. It's it's an idle game, but it's a very good idle game. It's uh-huh. not it's not like something you'd see on Apple Store or Google Play where uh, you have to pay to win. There's no mm-hmm. pay to win. There's only paperclips, and I'll leave it there on that question. <laughs> I so think that's Mi- a great place to end that. Minecraft, Universal, uh, Paperclips, and Gris. Minecraft at the top, then Gris, then Paperclips. Um, we will move on to the next question. It was, how has the place you have grown up affected you? Have you ever moved? And what was the reason, and has that ever changed you? We asked, I believe, Cam this. I believe this was the question Cam inserted, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because she had had a lot of experience with moving and living in different places, and I I, uh, have a very boring answer to the question. I have grown up in Denver, Colorado my entire life, in the exact same house. Uh, I've swapped rooms a couple of times. I remember That's you the were furthest out. I've gone. You were outside. You were uh, in, the, in the cool yes. shed. I moved out to the shed for a couple of weeks so that we could get uh, asbestos removed. That's right. I remember that. That that sounded fun. Uh, yeah, it was a fun shed. Uh, it was uh an enjoyable time. It was nice to, you know, have a effectively a whole area to my own, even if that area was uh. You know, 25 feet. square feet. Oh, yeah. But it's like 200 feet from your house. Oh, yeah, yeah, like 200 <laughs> feet from my house. Yeah, probably not. It's probably closer to 50, 60. Yeah. But it was a walk. It was a walk. Um, but yeah, I, Colorado has affected me pretty heavily, but uh, it's kind of hard to substantiate how it has affected me because I don't it's all have you any known. point of reference. Right. Yeah. It's all you I've ever known. You haven't moved or anything. Um, I mean, there's some easy, like, you know, the air. Uh, my lungs are probably stronger than people who aren't from Colorado by just a little smidgen, because our atmosphere is slightly uh, less dense. Weak lungs. Yeah, you're weak a weak lung. I am not a weak lung user. No, my lungs are better, because we have less air. Come on. Come Figure on. Um, Come on. But there's definitely some, like, uh, Colorado is a pretty liberal blue state these days, so my policies have definitely been affected by living in a place that already has a lot of liberal policies in place. And uh, the I've also seen the failure of some of those policies. We have Ooh, had a homelessness yeah. problem for a very long time. Uh, and by the fault of a lot of politicians who are liberal and have been elected by the people. Like, I see the failures of those things and understand that they could have been avoided if we had elected Mm. better people, effectively. Mm. Uh, Or maybe, to some extent, that they are 
almost unavoidable because of the politicians' innate flaws and their, you know, the fact that they are all sold out to a corporation. But, but I mean, you've seen a lot of change throughout your life in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, in in my lifetime, uh, weed was legalized here, and gay marriage was legalized here, and uh, we were one of the first states for both, and I'm very proud of that fact. I don't know if, well, the the uh, second one for sure, but weed, I don't know. I've seen a lot of change, and good and bad in weed, but... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Colorado has a very, we have a good weed policy. It's... It's gotten less good recently in the past few years because our taxes are making legal weed basically unpriceable. Uh, the legal weed has become more expensive than just buying weed from a black market. Uh, so yeah. people have stopped buying legal weed because yeah. the taxes are too high. I wish weed was legal in Idaho. <laughs> But I mean, like, yeah, that, for example, I have had very positive relationship with weed my whole life. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense. Because, I mean, if you've if you've lived there your entire life, it it, it definitely changes Normal. over. T- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about you? You were astounded that I've never moved. When was that? What? When was I astounded that you've never moved? You were astounded. Name one time. This question. What about you? Have you moved a lot? Uh, yeah, I would say I've I've moved a significant amount. Um, let's see. I'm gonna start at the beginning. Uh, when I was born, I grew. I was born in Oklahoma, uh, some suburb out there. And then I think we moved up to Kingston, Washington, when I was like two. No. When did when did Incredibles come out? Incredibles is a very important. It's two thousand four. Okay. Uh. So I yeah. So two is a good age of when I moved up to Kingston. We lived in naval housing because my dad was in the Navy. I probably mentioned that before. Um, and then they dis- they uh, turned the military housing into a community co- community center slash park, which should kind of bummed me out because I kind of liked the park that we lived next to. It was mm-hmm. maybe twenty feet from the house it was very nice yeah um i have a lot of my earliest movie watching experiences in that house and like incredibles that was the first movie i ever watched and that was with my aunt and uncle thank you i don't know if they listen to this podcast but thank you um and then we moved to a house in Jefferson Beach, which we, I lived there till about 14, 15. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of, I mean, stuff changed with that. I like went to two different schools, uh, living in that house. 
uh my like the first elementary school and then the adventist elementary school and and then i went back to the original public school a lot a lot of things like morphed me in that house like mm -hmm. uh babysitting i took care of my neighbor's chickens i took care of our own chickens uh i like started minecraft in that house i didn't i didn't start minecraft i started playing minecraft uh -huh. um i kind of i broke my wrist i uh yeah a lot of things changed in that house um and then when i was around 14 i 14 15 i got the bright idea of doing very similar thing to what my brother austin did and go to a, a school outside of the house uh so i went to auburn adventist academy and uh where adam and i went to school and that is where i kind of got my own ideology of like religion and how i wanted to perceive god and it's where i met joe underhill um then when i graduated uh I, I sorry let me let me tailor it back a little bit i'm fucking this up uh so at auburn adventist academy it's a dorm situation mm -hmm. so i was away from home a lot of the time i maybe saw my parents like every two-ish months but it was kind of wow. hard because like you'd go and see them for a weekend but on the other hand like i had choir performances which usually were on the weekend so i'd be going out and doing choir things or um i would go and be with friends and so it wasn't like I was upset about not going and seeing my family, but I was just away from home for a lot of time. Uh -huh. And then during the summers, uh, my first summer, I worked out of on a farm, and so I would only see my family every weekend because I'd stay at, on the farm. And then the next two summers, it was Sunset Lake working there. It was I've moved around a lot considering this small amount of time frame. Um, how do you think moving around that much, like, did that change you? Did that affect you as a person significantly? Or? It definitely did, for sure, because I met a lot of people, and I had to share rooms with a lot of people. I didn't... I eventually got my first, like, bedroom to myself when my brother Austin moved out. Mm -hmm. And then I was then having roommates in the dorm and then when i finally graduated high school when i moved to walla walla it it just kind of all it definitely made it a lot harder because now where i am now i don't feel like i have a home like not like oh. a place where it is i can call it mine you know interesting yeah as it's it, it it's it's made it hard in in that 
with all the moving and like I've now lived here the longest since yeah, I lived in Idaho the longest since like living at home. Mm-hmm. Cause it's yeah, always moving and then like every six, seven, eight months I would have to go somewhere else, Sunset Lake, Walla Walla, yada yada yada. It's just I haven't settled down and so like eventually when i get my own house i'm hoping i'm hoping it's gonna feel like home it's gonna feel like mine my space and like yeah and and a roundabout go ahead in a roundabout way uh it's it's hard it's been hard to to just keep moving around and and finding different spots to to mm-hmm. s- sit down with like all my things. So, um, well, you've done a lot changed of changed me. You've done a lot of moving, but have you done much uh, travel? Uh, the, the next question added by one of our guests is, uh, "What are you views on travel and exploring the world? Do you want to oh. travel? Do you see it as valuable, informative?" Yes. As yes. much as as much as I hate uh moving and and like finding places to uh live mm-hmm. I have I've I've always had a place to live but like traveling I love it I love it every time I am the kind of person who kind of prefers hotel beds versus my own bed Mhm I think that's because of how many times I've moved and because of how many beds I've had and mattresses. Like, going to a different spot and, like, staying a night or two uh, there. Like, when I went to Hawaii, great, good mattress. 10 out of 10. 10 out uh, of 10. It was, and then, like, going to California and New York and... Uh, hopefully Denver. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, it's just, I will always want to go and see the world. And I, I personally think just like this podcast, it's important to travel because I learn new things. I learn new people. I learn new foods. I learn new ways of, of life and living. Like I, a lot of my family don't like city living, but I think it's important and cool to go to a city and understand what it's like to live there maybe for maybe a week and maybe tour tour it a little bit. Um, it's, yeah, I, I, it's very I'm important ab- to me. I agree. I'm absolutely agreed. Uh, I think that probably one of my most formative moments, uh, maybe not individual moments, but general periods of time was my trip to Hawaii. I never I knew you went to Hawaii. Loved Hawaii. Uh what? yeah, my my parents uh renewed their vows for their uh 10th anniversary in Hawaii. I I know that. I've heard that's weird. My brain disconnected that you went to Hawaii, but I did know that your parents renewed their vows. Eh. Period. Um Interesting. Yeah. We uh we took a trip out to Hawaii for a couple of weeks and it was 
fucking beautiful and amazing to see the new like the culture that was so different from mine but it's not denver it's so not denver <laughs> but also interestingly was formed like it's so op- opposite of a lot of american culture but was formed by american culture and american occupation mm. like so much of hawaiian culture these days has strayed from native culture because of our occupation of Hawaii and understanding that really let me like see how other cultures that feel even more different than ours, you know, a a Japanese culture have formed from similar experiences. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess I say Japanese, that's, that's a kind of, that's kind of a weird example, but it, well, right. Uh, I when I definitely like when I went to Hawaii it was that same kind of idea of there is a culture of like it's an americanized culture over there. Uh-huh. Um but what what are your views of do you, do you want to go traveling more? Oh yes, I love traveling. I'm not very good at it. Um me neither. <laughs> but I fucking love it, man. Um, that's one of my favorite experiences. My grandparents, uh, my grandmother works a very travel focused job. Uh, she goes around a lot and often is able to bring me with, uh, which I really appreciate. Some of my more formative years are like remembering those experiences, traveling around with my grandparents, uh, cause she's got to nice. go to a meeting somewhere and thought we might as well take other people along. Uh, and I really like. I love travel, but I'm very bad at it. We'll take a trip. You and I. We'll take a trip. We'll take yeah, a trip I'm one down. of these days. We'll go to, like, Florida. Uh, Maybe and, not Florida. Uh, our final question on here, added by a guest, is, uh, Are do you have any hobbies that have really shaped who you've become? Bro, you already know. It's, I already it's know. Mu- it's Muay Thai. Uh-huh. I've... I've gotten, like, I started at 260 pounds in September of 2021. Mm-hmm. This is 265. Um, and now I'm almost 100 pounds less than that. Goddamn. And just the discipline and, like, it's it's been, it's been one of the hardest things and one of the hardest mm-hmm. hobbies I've ever done. But it's definitely for the better. And I've, the discipline alone has helped me, you know, like start this podcast, start being okay with like doing the things I want to do and pushing forth, even though they might be expensive or Mm -hmm. a pain in the ass. So definitely it's, it's Muay Thai. But how about you? Hobbies? So, I mean, there's some of the easy ones. Uh, I love playing video games. Obviously. That has not changed. Right. Um, there's some of the more weirder ones. Uh, I used to go, I used to fence a lot. Uh, <gasps> I have always in, imagined you fencing, so this is perfect. <laughs> in, like, uh, late middle school. Um, but I, I... I really loved fencing, and it was a really good formative experience. It helped me get fitter. It helped me have more discipline. It was just a fun thing to do, too. Um, and then I broke my foot, uh, which makes fencing really hard. 
So I stopped for a couple of weeks while I, my foot recovered. Uh, and by the end of those couple of weeks, I just, my foot was in a lot of pain, even like once it was done recovering. And so I gave myself a few more weeks and then a few more weeks. And then I just kind of forgot about going back to fencing altogether. And it really is a shame because I really think uh, I, I'd be a lot fitter if I kept fencing. I think I probably could have been a pretty good fencer too. I think you should um, go back to fencing. That's very cool. Yeah, I might. I could still go back and talk to... I mean, I don't even know if uh, Elaine is still alive. Like, um, The the coach that I had for my fencing uh, is a local coach. Uh, she is an amazing fencer. Uh, she, like, back mid-90s, I want to say, uh, was really close to winning an Olympic fencing event. Um, she was a really fucking good fencer. Uh, and a really good tutor, too, but uh, this was like, I mean, I was in the middle of school, and I had a lot of things going on, and it just was one of the last things on my to-do list. Hmm. Um, which I of think course, is... Go ahead. Of course, we both uh, have another hobby. I'll let you finish, though. Uh, it's just ultimately kind of sad that I left it, because I think it would have been a very nice thing to continue doing. What's hmm. our other hobby? As D&D, baby. Oh, D&D, baby. You love some D&D. That's definitely helped me grow and be okay with, like, coming out of my shell and, like, doing weird, crazy things. Uh-huh. With being a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love D&D. But D&D oh, has D &D. really, like, really has shaped who I've become so very much. I've met so many new people through D&D. &D. Right? Uh, um, well, I think uh, as we wrap up the podcast, we should go through and talk about each episode in particular. Uh, we've done nine so far, uh, and I think it would be really interesting to go back and talk about every one other than our very first one that was just us. Uh, anything big that we remember from it? Any big takeaways? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, um... <laughs> It's it's truly like how, what I've been wanting to do for so long is is this podcast. So having the chance to listen to these individuals, Aaron and uh, Jasper and Blake, like for me, it was mostly like meeting the new people that maybe have taught you. Some uh -huh. of them, like, uh, I know, but not a whole lot of, like, Aaron and Cam and uh, other Austin. Other Austin, not your brother. Not my brother Austin. Um, and because, like, I didn't know much about uh, Aaron's, Aaron's illnesses in episode mm -hmm. two and him talking about, like, the amount of pills that he has to take yeah. just to be functional and it's not like those those pills are like affecting him negatively they're some of them suck that's for sure i cannot for the life of me remember any of their names but like to think the perspective of somebody who is who's got lyme disease and has other diseases how they 
have to live their life and like uh-huh. change so much compared to like me. Like if I had to do all the things that Aaron has to do, I don't know if I could handle it. Yeah. I it really like I've never really heard that much. Like I I obviously know him and we're pretty good friends and so I've heard a lot about how much he can be annoyed by these pills and whatnot, but I've never really heard that specificity. And it's fucking insane how much work he does and how fucking strong he is. Cause I could never deal with all of that. Like that's a lot. It's a lot. And like, maybe if I was in his situation and I've been dealing with it for years, maybe it would, I would come to have a similar understanding that he does. But even then, it feels like he knows it deeper than, like, some doctors. Yeah. It's really good to know that, like, to understand that so deeply about my friend. It really has given me a new understanding of him and his whole existence. Yeah. And I kind of respect more, like... Uh, some of the some of the time he has to take off for oh, like D and D, or he's like really tired one day. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I might be really tired, but usually when Aaron's talking about being tired, it's he needs to go to bed. He needs uh-huh. to. He shouldn't be standing up at in, yeah. the, in the moment. He should be lying um, down. It was also really cool to hear about his sister. Uh, I've I was going to say that, sister, but like she is. A, fucking impressive yeah uh she's got her bachelor's at 18 and she's working uh-huh. on her master's now right that's I... crazy crazy most people don't even get their master's till they're like they're 28 uh-huh that's, that's like that's smartness beyond belief oh uh, uh yeah. I, I i do love his admiration for his, the rest of his family uh-huh. because I know for me personally, there's things that my brothers can do that I'm like jealous, a little bit jealous of, or like, it's like, dang, I wish I could do that. Uh, the The way he, he talked about his sister was just like, mm, he really, truly loves his family. Uh-huh. And he, he ah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't I don't know how to put it into words. It's it's just a I love the way he loves his family, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I you I'm gonna kind of echo exactly what you said earlier. Uh, it has also been really cool to meet with people who have shaped you in that way. Uh, Adam Taylor, for example, our sec- our uh, second guest. Um, and he's an old friend of yours, right? Yeah, I met him in uh in middle school. I think yeah. like fifth fifth or fifth grade and then i've known him since fifth grade yeah it's really cool to see how you guys are similar in so many ways and simultaneously like have clearly pushed each other simultaneously very similar people and very different people because Mm. you've formed around each other to match one another but to also fill in each other's gaps like obviously not perfectly no relationship can ever be perfect like that no and I mean, but it's we, really cool to see your guys' relationship. Yeah, and I, I liked knowing a little bit more uh, about what goes on is in his mind because uh-huh. I knew 
I knew he had anger issues. I knew from like the very beginning because we used to hang out a lot. Mm -hmm. And of course, everybody gets angry from time to time. So to hear how he managed to deal with all of that and um, and is still like still learning. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just really good to like understand my buddy a little bit more. And especially since the podcast, I've been able to hang out with him more. I've started it. A D and D group with him and a couple of our our other friends, and so it was just it was just good to mostly hear from him again and maybe hear what has changed, mm -hmm. uh, like since then and how maybe uh, especially like his take on religion, like his take uh -huh. on religion has changed since high school, which wasn't that long ago. Uh huh. Yeah, and he had a really uh, enlightened take on religion. Also, his song was really good. His song was really good. He he did that for his now uh, fiance. Yeah. I don't know when they're getting married, but I'm very I'm. Oh, he's a good guy. Uh, I I like I love him. Um, and then going on to the next episode, I feel very similar about Cam that I do with Aaron. Uh, already a friend. I already feel like I know a lot about her, but it just deepens my connection deepened my understanding with her to know even more to hear her story from her own mouth yeah i and like i didn't really know much about cam because like i i've played a little bit of D, &D or i've played a little bit mm -hmm. of league and i was a little at first i was a little intimidated by her but hearing more and getting to know her Mm -hmm. A little bit more through the podcast uh, definitely enlightened me, especially with uh, her take on religion. Like, she's, I want to say, a religion major? Uh-huh. Yeah, and, world religion, I want to say it is. Yeah, and to, like, for somebody who's not, like, super religious, like, she doesn't fall under one uh, mm -hmm. group or another, and... Like she was talking about how most religions are similar in mm -hmm. in how they treat people or um what their like daily activities are or morning activities, like the simple get up, have a prayer, or every week or so go to church, go to some uh -huh. sort of meeting. It's just nice because like she's somebody who has taken the time and looked over all of that and kind of explained it to us. Uh, yeah, hearing it from, like, an expert's mouth. Right. She definitely opened my mind to religion a little bit more. I I kind of started with uh, Aaron and learning more a little bit about Judaism. Mm -hmm. um, but for her to talk about just religion as a whole opened my mind a lot more. Uh-huh. And then we also had Underhill, who came after her, um, talking about his perspective on Christianity, especially as a teacher in a mm -hmm. Christian academy. Yeah, a teacher and a mentor, and I, I really liked uh, Underhill, <clears throat> even though like I don't believe a lot of the same things he believes, and I have had... I often view, like I said earlier in the ep uh, earlier in the episode, uh, that that religious 
those religious mentors are often corrupting figures or are not really that caring or just want you to believe in their religion. Um, but Mr. Underhill, very much not like that at all. He cared about his kids like they were his family. He'd do anything for them at the drop of a hat, which is really inspiring. Hmm. I mean, uh, I I hope to be like that someday. Like, yeah. I, I don't plan on being a, a history teacher, but I do plan on, like, having uh, friends of my kids or students or something like that I, I mentor and, like, would care about them in the same way, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, it was just good also talking to him because I don't talk to him a whole lot. Uh, out of all of like his pseudo kids, I I definitely talk to him the least. Yeah. Um, but it was really nice to to hear from him and to talk about his his new kid and yeah, uh, his actual kid, his actual kid, his blood right. kid, his blood kid. Um, don't I don't want to say blood kid. That's <laughs> maybe a little bit bad. Um, yeah, you're probably right. But... Uh, yeah, and then after that, we talked to uh, Jasper LaFortune, who uh, was is one of my old teachers, um, and who I also, like you and uh, Mr. Underhill, have not really kept up with. But it's really, they talked a lot about their gender identity and their understanding of themselves in that way that, like, like they seem to understand themselves in their own identity so unbelievably deeply Mm. that like Mm. i like i feel like i understand myself really well and i know my own gender identity very cleanly but i don't think i have that same understanding that they do yeah and the way they talked about uh their father and Uh like death amongst people Mm -hmm. they were super relaxed about it and like Jasper uh, has uh, the Discord channel. I'm still a part of it. It's the it's the Dead Parents Society, and yes. like kind of how they talk about their their parents being um, like being being dead. Yeah, and, and being able to understand that in a comedic way that embraces it. Is yeah, really cool. and most people don't. Uh, like when they lose a parent or they lose somebody who they're very close to, they don't, mm-hmm. they usually mourn over that. They don't just like think about the funny things or think about the moments they shared. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I loved, uh, Jasper coming on to the podcast. I'm, I'm somebody who's, uh, wants to learn more about gender identity and, um, more on that because I don't really have a big understanding of it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't grow up around uh, a lot of people who have either come out as trans or even uh, gay. I don't know many people from the L- the, the community. Mm-hmm. LGBTQ. Thank you. I could not actually think of the, the acronym. It's a, it's a bunch of letters. I understand. Um... And we had my brother afterwards. Oh, yeah. Austin was great. Austin Miller, Shannon's brother. Not the my other big, Austin. It was also big, great, but came later. My big sticky boy. <laughs> yep. Um, 
Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Uh, I, I th- I'm sure we mentioned it. Uh, both Shannon and I were in one of his games that he DM'd um, and experienced a lot of his like final product from his creative process, but actually hearing about that creative process was something altogether different. Um, and as a fellow DM, it was really cool to hear how other DMs think about that and how they understand those things. Yeah. I, as a first time kind of DM, uh, in Adam, DM. yeah, recently running DM, uh, it was kind of nice to take, to understand my brother's take mm-hmm. on everything, but it was also kind of nice cause, uh, I learned a little bit about how my brothers thought about like our childhood. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we grew up in the same house, but we did not think of things the same way yeah things had changed he also moved out uh like when i was eight or nine and um kind of was doing his own shindig for a while for a long time and now we're living together um but it was kind of nice to hear things from his perspective um and then we talked to blake uh what blake one of your friends yes uh And uh, I I don't want to pronounce her last name wrong, so I'm just no 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 that's fine that's fine. Uh, I I was gonna say, do you kind of remember what he talked about? Eh, not really. That's okay. I have terrible memory. You you're gonna have to take the lead. Okay, I will remind you. So he mostly talked about uh, family. He grew up uh with like not such a great childhood. He's got a lot of siblings, and his parents um from my understanding uh had a hard time just like uh like with jobs and money and uh addictions so Mm -hmm. it kind of made an impact on him so he was like moving from place to place um Mm -hmm. but he was getting to know like his buddy cameron robinette or uh he's lived at other people's houses and then he was also talking about mormonism and like what changed for him as somebody Mm -hmm. who is like he doesn't he was in religion he was all about it for so long and then as soon as like he realized the shitty part of it he didn't want anything to do with it and that's not to say like he hates religion as a whole and the the idea of it it's just that it's not for him Mm -hmm. um that's a journey to hear about that like yeah he, because he was talking about like the how uh, this specific guy uh, was like trying to enlighten him to to bring him higher into the uh-huh. church, and then was an absolute hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Not to say that all Mormons like are are bad, but in this case, like there's hypocrisy that he experienced, and this guy was just kind of ruined it for him. And him seeing that hypocrisy, like, let him understand the religion so much deeper than he had before and showed him where he really stood about it, which is just cool experience. Yeah. And then recently we had uh, Not My Brother Austin, the mm-hmm. Star Wars encyclopedia. Um, he is... Ah, uh, 
he was he was kind of a different guy uh honestly because he grew up in new york Mm -hmm. which for most of the people who we've interviewed did not grow up in cities for the most part i believe cam did and aaron obviously yeah um but to also hear about his like relationship with his father like Uh i know very many people who don't have a close relationship with their fathers and to hear how like it went from really really bad to really really good and he's getting a lot closer yeah that was a really interesting experience to hear about how he really saw his dad turn his life around and was able to become a big part of it like is a thing that a lot of people i think uh wish could have happened in their lives and it proves that it can if the circumstances are right. right. It's also really cool to hear about his family's religions, uh, which we brought up a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, but his yeah. whole family having different religious beliefs and all of them still being able to have a civil conversation about it is exactly. really a cool uh, uh-huh. I Most of the time, like, I know, I know a family, I will not mention names, uh, mm-hmm. that they do have kind of separate religions amongst the family and they Mm. don't really have a a great time that one side of the family is really negative against the other and and vice versa. Uh One's not even really positive about the other. And it's hard to see that and to know that there's like a family out there that Mm -hmm. is super chill and has very different religions. I I think it's kind of it was just fun and and uh-huh. relaxing to hear about. Yeah, and then we I, also learned some Star Wars trivia. I uh, yeah. always love. I learned so much about blasters. Uh huh. That was so cool. Who knew the Royal Guards had like kill blasters? It right? makes sense. It does. Uh, but... Well, anyway, I think that's just about where we're gonna wrap up, right? Yeah. Have you got anything else to talk about? Um, we've got a little bit before housekeeping. Um, mm. yeah, how long? We've been running almost an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeesh. You're going to have to edit uh, this one, huh? Obviously. Um, before we get to some housekeeping stuff, uh, we want to offer a chance for your guys' questions to be on the podcast. Um, we have an email uh it is waiting uh the number four and four seconds at gmail.com uh it's going to be in the description so go ahead and email us with your questions for those of you uh who do not want to be on the podcast you can also just uh send me your questions over instagram or facebook and I will make sure to either hide your name or whatever you guys want. But uh, we're just going to want to give you guys that opportunity to like, put your questions out there. And we can ask the people we're interviewing. I think I did that well. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I've got, obviously, the housekeeping stuff. Uh, like always... Thank you to Nadia Diaz for our podcast cover art. Um, her Instagram is in the description, but it is art at 
Art Head Creations uh, on Instagram. And then I recently got an update from Jensen Crawl, the man, the lovely legend who made our intro and outro for the podcast. Um, he, of course, has his demo uh, out on Spotify and a bunch of musical players. It's uh, Knocking on Doors for the musical Tea Time. The link will be in the description for his song, but he's also been working on a two-year writing program called uh, the BMI Musical Theater Writing Workshop. I'm going to try and get a description, uh, a link from him to um, put that in the description, but um, that is the BMI Musical Theater Writing Workshop. So maybe you guys can go out and try and figure out how to write musicals. Um, but I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for everybody who's been listening to these episodes. Um, this is now number 10 and that's crazy. I, for the life of me three years ago, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing a podcast and I've always wanted to. And here we are 10 episodes later. So, um, I'm going to let you close out the podcast, Malcolm. Yeah. Uh, well, look forward to next time. We've got another great guest coming on next time and, uh, we should hopefully have, uh, 10 more coming soon. Heck yeah. We'll see so, you guys uh, later. See you next time.